Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. And you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Boston. And you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to. And it's right here at YouTube.com forward slash Steven Larson. But it is taped live. Uh, for the friendos over there on the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Of course, you can find the show in the audio realm wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, hey, hit that sub button and then click on that notify bell. So you're always mm-hmm. getting your new going and raw notifications this past weekend. For example, on Sunday, we had 10 for the win. We're going to do something a little bit different this coming Sunday. I think at this point, the uh, the idea is to review Dark Side of the Ring, the Chris Benoit uh, thing. Yeah, um, correct. Because the first one, I we both watched the first one. They put it out early on uh, on yeah. YouTube. The first part of it. The second part is going to be going live tonight on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, so I think on we'll record that sometime during the week, and then uh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, do, you had that go up Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the first half, the first half was pretty was pretty good. Yeah. No, it's solid stuff. Really solid stuff. I I choked up during the Chavo bit. Yeah. Um, so uh, so and then later on today on Tuesday, uh, we're going to be doing a live stream dadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just assuming it's dad cast. However, I get the point that I get the idea. There's a lot going on in the world. So you got that right. And Ricky and Elliot are like the most tuned in guys with what's going on in the world. You got that right. And so I'm looking forward to talking to them. That's going to be happening. I believe at three o'clock Pacific time, six Eastern yep. over at internet today TV. It's the YouTube channel, internet, youtube.com slash internet today TV. That's their, uh, that's their address there. So be sure to sub and follow them yes. on the Twitter Yes. And uh, that should be a lot of fun. Uh, I don't. I think we do have some new patrons here. I want to give a quick did. shout yeah. out on the did. Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Bunch of reward tiers over there. Yeah, we got a new one. Joshua J. McGinnis, thanks so much for your support. Uh, as a patron, $5 and up, and a YouTube channel member, which costs $5 also, you have access to all our bonus material. Yesterday we did a power rank. We power ranked. Power ranked. Uh, reasons why Braun Strowman is upset with indie wrestlers. And uh, today we're going to do Ask Stephen Larson. We have enough questions. We could probably get two episodes out of out of, out of all the questions we, we got. A, yeah. So we'll get two episodes. Maybe uh, maybe we'll do two episodes this week. Why not? It's yeah. a fun show to do. Yeah, sure. We'll put one up. And then Friday, we need something for Friday or Thursday. There you go. We need something up for Thursday. So we'll do that. There you go. So, yeah, it's still strange times. We are still dealing with empty arena shows for the time being. And last night's Raw, uh, we saw, uh, uh, I think, you know, they're they're slowly but surely figuring out. Yeah, I mean, I think of, of, of all the empty arena shows they've done, Sands, the first SmackDown with Triple H, this is probably the best of them so far. Uh, they dispensed with the, all the empty chairs. They repositioned the camera, the hard cam, so it's facing the ramp. Um, instead of the chairs, they have like these pillars, these LED pillars with lights. Yeah. Um, I would anticipate more of that kind of stuff 
perhaps for WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, really, I just feel like between uh, that, this Boneyard gimmick match between uh, Undertaker and AJ Styles, which is probably going to be a pre-film thing, um, I'd heard, I read on uh, Cage Side Seats this morning, uh, someone posted, I think it was Gorilla Position, reported that uh, they're going to do something similar for Cena and Bray. That's going to be a, a pre-film cinematic type deal. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't. I wonder if they'd, yeah, they, they can do a lot of fun stuff with The Fiend. They can go through the Firefly Funhouse. Exactly. They can do some Bowels of the Arena type stuff. There's a lot they can do with that. And Cena, uh, I, I kind of wonder, <clears throat> given that Cena has spent plenty of time on movie sets, uh, I wonder if he'd if he'd come up with some visual ideas. Well, maybe. With the camera over there. Maybe I mean he's he's now experienced with like maybe the kind of filmmaking they're going to be going at with these matches. What this match of his, you know, maybe I wonder if he could bring anything to the table. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, but yeah, uh, and then uh, it's according to I think it was Alex McCarthy on Twitter from Talksport. I think he said that uh, he had heard that uh, from his sources that. Uh, I think today is the day that they're really starting to finalize the card. What's what matches are going to happen on what day? Mm. Uh, mm. He says it's looking like a sixteen match card, eight for each day. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, part of it, I wonder. So uh, there was also a couple announcements made for matches at WrestleMania one, and these are two pretty much out of nowhere. But there are some yeah. varying reasons why. Uh, this first one, Alistair Black and Bobby Lashley are going to be fighting. I there's there hasn't been any build for this. I'm not sure if this was always going to be the plan. Uh, I, I'd like to think that it was going to be the plan, and they would have had like a, a decent build or some sort of build for it. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. Maybe how we've many got we've no got? Instead. We got uh, so a week from Saturday is WrestleMania. Okay, so yeah, we've got one go home. Yeah, you got one more episode of Raw. One more episode of Raw. They just announced Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley, sort of out of nowhere, and then uh, kind of out of nowhere too. But at least they did something. To, to yeah yeah well, they, I mean they sort of did it backwards like they announced the match was going to happen and then they sort of and then they motivated it then they motivated it uh, but we got uh, the Street Profits defending their tag titles against Andrade and Angel Garza mm-hmm. uh, and yeah it's apparently Ray is under quarantine at this point yeah no so uh, no why. no news if he's uh, sick with anything or just as a precautionary move uh, self quarantining but that was uh, yeah reported today. That both he and Dana Brooke are, yeah, are Dana, not yeah, going to be so, participating yeah. at WrestleMania because they are in quarantine. And then, of course, Carmella and uh, Corey Graves are already quarantined. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it might have made a bit more sense for Authors of Pain or War Machine to Rizar's be. has got a torn bicep, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. I wonder what the deal with the. Uh, maybe. They probably I, just didn't want a face team versus a face team for the, the tag titles. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so yeah, there you go. There are the changes. Um, other than that, I thought that Raw had some really cool stuff going mm-hmm. on. They, they're mm-hmm. sort, they're, they're, I think they're starting to figure out the language of what they could do with the empty arena. Um, I mean, I, it still didn't have the energy of AEWs, but I thought there was some really strong stuff. I thought that uh, uh, Seth Rollins promo, especially. Yeah, that was really good. I, I mentioned this on Twitter, man. I, I've never seen anybody. Give Kevin Owens cry face, but oh, oh man, he was really close last night. I feel like that was work cry face. That wasn't shoot cry face though. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't so know. I think, the, the, well, I think like the Miz getting cry face. I felt like he was actually about to cry. 
Yeah, that was, I felt like shoot cry face. Man, this was this was a hell of a promo though. This was a yeah, it really, was really good. This was a killer promo. It was really good. Uh, and then uh, I thought that the even the match they had, I thought the tag match, save for the weird finish, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, save for that, really I good, thought yeah. that match was fun. It was Boy, fun. that was a it fun, was fun match. And then even in the Aleister Black match, I thought was pretty fun. And, and even they, the two the two replayed matches were both really good. The Rumble 15 match with uh, Brock, Seth, Cena. Still to this day, maybe my favorite Seth Rollins match. And I would imagine next week, they got to show the Seth cash in, right? Maybe. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Maybe. Because I mean, all three of those guys One of the narratives, especially, is that Seth is, you know, like basically unbeatable at WrestleMania. It's got to be either that or his win over Triple H a couple of years back that we were there for. Mm hmm. Yeah. It could be that. Yeah. Um, did you, let me ask you this. Uh, did you actually rewatch the Oscar Charlotte match from 35? I was sort of in and out. I watched a okay. little bit. Uh, it was better than I remember it being, though. That's what I was going to ask you. Because I remember you've always been kind of down on that match and, 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 Rewatching, I was always like, "Oh, it's pretty. It was pretty solid." I thought at the time. Rewatching again, it reaffirmed my my belief that it was a pretty. It's not a terrible match. No, it's not. No, I never thought it was a bad match. I think my my one gripe. I think I'll put it this way. I think my one gripe with the match was I sort of I think poisoned the rest of the match for me, and that was the the finish. I thought that Oscar should have been a bit longer in that in the submission mm -hmm. before she tapped out. But Did, otherwise, I, it was a really good match. I missed uh, the end. Uh, I was out grabbing a, a snack. I was cause I really wanted to rewatch it and see if it was as short as you recall. Because I don't remember it being that short, and I watched it live. Did you check? Did you catch the end? Anything less than uh, Stone Cold and the Sharpshooter is too short for me. Oh, so right. I have unrealistic expectations. Yeah, or, or uh, 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 Shawn Michaels and the ankle lock. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought that that would that would have at least served to uh, give Oscar the, the the respect that she had earned in, in NXT. Mm -hmm. um, and but no, I still I still think that it was too short. That being said, no, it was it was a terrific match. And if you and one thing I was really paying attention to was, you know, Oscar she she had her fair share of pretty stiff matches back in before she was in NXT. Uh, mm -hmm. In Japan, like there's a there's a match with her and Minoru Suzuki where he just, oof, it's uncomfortable to watch at parts. Uh, and she was really laying into Charlotte, mm -hmm. and so there mm -hmm. are new things about that match that I've that I've come to appreciate uh, from right, watching good. it last night. Um, but uh, I think yeah, also back then I was just so high on Oscar, and I still am. Uh, but I've just sort of I think become numb to the fact that okay, they're going to treat her pretty good, but just not to the level that I'd like to see. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, it kicked off with where am I at? We got we got a replay of the Brock Drew video package that was on one or two weeks ago. Don't remember what it was, but it was it was it was the same exact. I thought at first it's a, a new package, but it's the same thing, mm -hmm. um, which culminates in Drew saying he's gonna he's gonna kick uh, Brock squarely in the face with the uh, Claymore. Mm -hmm, yeah, we we go to empty arena or empty performance center. There is Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman in the middle of the ring. Heyman delivers a promo. Uh, saying that we live in uncertain times, but I offer you the certainty of Brock Lesnar. Yeah. He's like dominant and stuff. Says Drew can do anything he wants, uh, but he can't beat Brock. He says God's prayer line is going to give Drew a busy signal. That was a good line. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but Brock can answer Drew's prayers by making uh, his defeat quick and painless. But given what happened at the Rumble, given what happened a couple weeks back in Brooklyn, uh, it'll be quick, but it won't be painless. It will be painful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says, based on what Drew did in Brooklyn, 
uh, he will be main event for years to come. Um, but after Mania, Drew is just be another B that tried. Yeah, you miss you. you you're, uh, is this intentional or not? Are you skipping? No, I did, no I did, I, I'm not skipping it. I just don't remember the exact way he put it because I was typing that line as he said the other line, and I don't want to misquote him. It was. Uh, I, I know that the clause was something about he's going to douche Drew out. Yeah, not familiar with that phrase. I thought that I misheard him. No, that's exactly I was like, what you said. I was like, man, it sounded like you just said he was going to douche Drew out. That's funny. Uh, and then, uh, and then I saw on Twitter somebody said, "Yeah, Heyman just said he was going to douche him out." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, I heard that right. You did hear that right. A little inappropriate, but that's okay. Whatever. <laughs> that was, that was I'm not familiar with that phrase. One. Neither am I. Neither am I. Uh, after uh, that, they had the replay, and again, this—I I had to look this up just to make sure. This one got four and three-quarter stars from Dave it's Meltzer. Fantastic! It's a fantastic match. This would have easily it. been the the second six-star match in history had it been in Tokyo Dome. Yeah, because holy so crap, good. this match is so so good. It's so good, and it's a good match. I mean, it's not. It, if you want to have a, a full display of Brock's dominance, I don't know if this. If you want to just do that, show Brock Cena from SummerSlam the summer prior. Where it's 16 minutes of Brock utterly destroying John Cena. And Cena mm-hmm. barely mounts any offense in that match. But this is a much more fun match to watch to showcase uh, Brock arguably at his peak, um, where he was just utterly dominant, uh, had the title at the time. This is before Seth cashed in on him. Just such a fun match. Mm-hmm, still, yeah. still this day might be my favorite Seth Rollins match. It's so good. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And the funny thing is so somebody mentioned this also. It's like when Seth Rollins really came into his own. In the main event, and mm-hmm. I sort of, I you know, that's one thing I, I sort of, I guess, took for granted a little bit because they had always treated everybody in the Shield like immediately they were main eventers. Yeah, you still have to get there. I know, and 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 it's absolutely right. Seth always felt like a main eventer, mm-hmm. always. And so when he's in this match, I remember back then I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about okay. This is because sometimes you you understand, okay, this person is getting to that next level. They're entering the main event scene. With Seth, it was so seamless that it didn't, it never even occurred to me that, oh, now he's taking this step. Uh yeah, and because he he was just always that good. He was always well, also that pretty, good. you know, this the the shield debuted in a main event spot being a, a CM Punk's muscle. Mm-hmm, yeah. And they never really left that, even when they were the trio, the tag champs. And then uh, Dean was U.S. champ. They weren't exactly in the main, ev- main event every week, but they were always in the main event picture as a as a group. Sure, yeah, absolutely. So when they yeah. broke up, they were just all in the main event as singles wrestlers. Then. Yeah. So yeah, but um, no, it was it was definitely fun to see. So yeah, uh, if you guys didn't watch, it was I don't think we even said what it was. Brock versus Seth versus Cena at the Royal Rumble uh, 2015. Mm-hmm. Just a terrific match. After yeah, that, phenomenal. we had a recap of AJ Styles and Undertaker, <laughs> and then we had AJ Styles. Uh, with the OC dropping a promo, and uh, this was great. Yeah, there you this go. Was great. Put your head down, man. Let's let's see the uh, look at that. Who likes tigers? And AJ Styles, you crossed the line making fun of my love of tigers. I'm and my name is Michelle. Save the tigers. Say you can save the tigers, but you can't save yourself, AJ Styles. So uh, the uh, uh, whole point of this AJ promo is to say that uh, uh, Taker is essentially a shell of what he used to be. He's got no mystique. He's lost his own house. Uh, uh, Michelle runs everything. 
she runs him in the ground because she wants money. Essentially, that's the point of what AJ's going after here. He made uh, a pretty convincing case too, because he pointed out that he was wearing maternity pants. Yeah, stretchy <laughs> pants. I thought they were going to say spanks. <laughs> Remember Spanx? I don't know if they make Spanx anymore. I don't know if Gallows, Anderson, or AJ Styles would have heard of Spanx, though. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. I think they're on the road too much, man. Maybe. So, but, yeah, AJ. But Gallows definitely knew what maternity pants were. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, AJ mentioned stretchy pants that take her head on last week. He asked Carl, Carl Anderson, Anderson. He said, he said, you know what I'm talking about, right? The, the one that pregnant ladies wear. And Carl Anderson said, diapers? Depen- <laughs> he said. Depends? He said. Depends? No, he said, no, not diapers. Well, he, yeah, he's probably wearing those, too. Gallows, you know what I'm talking about? Maternity pants. Oh, that's right, maternity pants. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then he makes reference to Tiger King. I haven't seen that Netflix documentary yet. Has Has anybody captured the zeitgeist so quickly uh, than Tiger King? Because I have, he is everywhere, but I have not seen yeah, any no, of his show. I haven't seen it either. Uh, then he throws to some video uh, that we've seen of uh, Undertaker Michelle with the tiger at the Myrtle Safari, Myrtle Beach Safari. Myrtle Beach Safari, like yeah. You can uh, get this. I did this coloring book page of the Undertaker and and a tiger. You can get that at our Patreon free. You free can print gratis. this out. Just print it out. Yep. At, uh, and then I, on our Instagram at Stephen Larson, I've been Insta storying. Mm-hmm. Uh, are uh, all the various uh, pieces of artwork that we've been getting. There's been some quality submissions so far. There's some great submissions. Yep. Um, so we get to see a chunk of that video. That's always great to see. Yeah. Uh, then AJ says, Undertaker hasn't been the same since he lost to Brock Lesnar. Uh, and he, AJ says, I want to take your soul, Undertaker. But hey, Michelle's beat me to it. The mystique is gone. And he continues, I don't want Mark Calloway at WrestleMania. I want the Undertaker from yesterday He's nowhere to be found, uh, but AJ says, I have a plan to give WWE Universe what they want. I know how to bring back the dead man, and it's a match that the dead man would love to be in, a Boneyard match. Yeah. Didn't really go into detail about what a Boneyard match is, however. So let's speculate. Uh, obvious, you know, first one, what do dogs do with bones? They bury them. Buried a lot of match. Isn't Boneyard another term for a cemetery? Okay. So then... Maybe. Maybe it's like a casket match, but the casket's already in the ground? Buried alive match. That's what I'm thinking. If it's like a buried alive slash casket match. Like they dig a grave, put the casket in it, but it's open. Yeah. And then you got to dump the person in there. Then you win. That's sheer speculation on my part. I don't know. I have no idea. Are they going to find a cemetery and get like an empty plot? Have a match there. Well, that's what AJ said. He said, uh, I found the perfect place to bury you. is the same spot uh, Michelle picked when she buried your career. Yeah, that's right. He was talking about plots, yeah. But then, I mean, he didn't say he didn't say where Michelle decided to bury your actual dead body when you're dead. I'd assume it's somewhere in, I think Undertaker lives in Austin, so I'd assume it's somewhere in Austin. Where do you go to have your career buried? Uh, are they going to well, redress? For a while, that was TNA. But I don't they, know what it is now. Are they going to redress Full Sail to make it look like WCW Saturday Night? Maybe. That, if you really want the advantage on the Undertaker, he hated WCW. I know. I know. <laughs> have him introduced as Mead Mark Callis. Oh wow! Oh, why are you doing this to me? You finally got the better of me. <laughs> you found my weakness. You found my weakness. And then, like Ole Anderson comes out. All he had to do was watch Broken Skull Sessions. <laughs> what are you drinking? Are you drinking a water bottle, or is that a giant energy drink? Uh, I don't drink energy drinks, man. No, this is this is water. It's agua, but it's like in a Bama loves this because like she knows that no, you know we have a no soda rule, 
Yeah. Uh, but this looks like a soda can. It does. It looks like a giant carbonated it's beverage. Just a, it's, just a, it's just a water bottle. All right. Yeah. You don't bring that one to the office, so I didn't know. Yeah, no, I don't bring this. This is, this is hers, basically. I just took it. Uh, next, it was announced that uh, the Street Profits be defending the Raw Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania against uh, Andrade and Angel Garza, who, uh, you know, they're in a bit of a faction, a burgeoning faction with Selena Vega. However, uh, they're not a long-standing tag team such as War Raiders or AOP. I'm going to give this a lot of confidence points when we actually do, if we do actually do predictions and the and the the split. Like, I really hope they're going to film multiple endings for all these matches. Yeah, because then we can actually do that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Or I don't know how they'll do it. Find some way. So, uh, uh, I, mean, I guess if only essential personnel is there, find a way. I don't know how to get the results from leaking out. Yeah, that's that would be that that is not going to happen. Probably not. People just love to leak. Apparently, yeah. Street Profits are totally winning this. Yeah, they're yeah. This is this is an easy one. They're totally going to yeah. win this. Uh, and then we had uh, an interview with uh, Zelina Vega, Andrade, and of course the dashing, charming Angel Garza, who was still in full charm mode there for Charlie Caruso. That was the high point of her night. The low point, of course, was being just terrified by Shayna Baszler. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, Charlie asks how they're preparing for their title match at WrestleMania. Vegas says tonight they're going to show why they're the best and Andrade will be the most decorated champ currently in WWE because he would have two championships. Uh, Andrade says the profits want the smoke. Now he seems to be misunderstanding the metaphor of we want the smoke because he yes. kept on putting either a cigarette and, or a J. It looked like Vega was like, mm. <laughs> don't do that anymore. I think you're right about that. It's like, whoa, this is PG dude. She's like, can't insinuate Mm -mm. the you know the sticky icky angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home it can be really hard to maintain it's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small well whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality it can be hard just to know where to start but now All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. 
But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, and so, uh, so yeah. He says, I, want, I don't want the smoke. You know, yo quiero the titles. And yes. Garza says both he and Andrade know what they want. And he looks up and he looks Charlie up and down. They yeah. leave. And Charlie starts to talk again. And then Angel Garza comes back in. And uh, and he has removed his pants. Well, no. He was kind of like winked at her or something. Um, obviously flirting with, with hey, her. Take, I, over, I, take over for a bit because Bama's school is calling me right now. Okay. All right. One interesting detail of this particular interview is that you notice that uh, Garza and Andrade now have matching haircuts. Garza uh, shaved the sides of his head to have the same kind of hairstyle as Andrade. Next, we got a uh, Edge Randy Orton recap. Uh, it was advertised later on that uh, Orton would be responding to Edge's uh, last man standing challenge, which in fact happened in the main event segment. Uh, after that, tag match, Andrade. Andrade, Angel Garza taking on Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Now uh, Andrade and Garza come out to the ring first. Ricochet's making his way out. Andrade tries to sneak attack him. And Andrade, as he's hitting, or uh, Ricochet, as he's hitting the ring, uh, takes them both out. Uh, and then uh, Cedric makes his way down to the ring, go to commercial, come back. And one really weird thing about the beginning of this match was like Angel Garza was just goofing off. Uh, trying to get tag in. So the first time he wanders halfway down the apron, tags himself in. The ref's like, no, you have to hold on to the, the, the tag rope. You got 18 inches from the turnbuckle to tag in. And uh, Garza's acting like he's confused about the rules of tag team wrestling. I don't know if that's a particular story beat or what. Um, and then later on, he goes to the corner, the opposite corner, and uh, grabs that tag rope. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, now everything's fine. Um, I was just talking about how Garza was goofing off when trying to tag himself in the beginning of the match. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, the, that ref was being pretty hardcore about that tag rope, huh? Well, I mean, that's the rules, man. You're supposed to hold on to that tag rope. It's supposed to be within 18 inches of the, of, of the turnbuckle and tag in. You can't be at the other turnbuckle down the way. Okay, so that I totally agree with. But I swear I've seen people, maybe it's just AEW, not literally holding the tag rope. No, it's, it's like you got to be in the turnbuckle. I, and if you're I, away, he seemed like buckle. he was really close to it. Now then, no, he, the first time he tagged in, he was halfway down the apron. That, he's got long halfway enough arms. He apron. could have done this, and he would have been fine. Well, then he's got to be holding that tag rope when now, he does that. The great thing is, though, is when he did, he was like, "All right, cool. Here's a tag rope. <laughs> it's at the wrong one." And I, I was like, "Dude, funny. God, you've been doing this." Like Angel Garza is like what mid twenties. He's probably been doing this for ten years already. Oh, if not more. He know <laughs> exactly. He knows better. Uh, yeah. goof, I think he was goofing trying to be a distraction so Andre get the upper hand. And that's what yeah, that's what that's what was happening yeah. right there because he's One, doing all that stuff. Another thing I mentioned while you were you stepped out was uh that uh Garza cut his hair in the style of Andrade. He did, that's right. Yeah, matching yeah. haircuts now. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, no, I, I, it was it was really good stuff. It was really it was good stuff. Fun. This Garza match was, was a blast. It was fun. Uh, so he, yeah, he's goofing. And at one point, Andre does take advantage of the distraction, pushes Ricochet off the top rope, and then Garza tosses him the LED screen. Street Profits come out. They join commentary. Uh, Montez is pretty low key on commentary. Uh, yeah, I don't know if his if it was Montez. Here's the thing about Montez. He needs to find like a medium voice because his deadpan voice is really like quiet. Yeah. And then obviously he's over the top with his big voice. Mm-hmm. And so when he's out there trying to deadpan a little bit, you can't hear him. Uh, whereas Angelo Dawkins is just the same volume the entire yes. time. Yeah. I did like Montez's Montez line because Phillips asked him, what's in your cup? And Montez happiness. goes, happiness. Yeah. That was good. No, he had a couple of good lines, uh, and then yeah, Tom, yeah, Tom, Tom had a couple of good lines during this too. Um, but uh, did you talk about uh, Ricochet's uh, freshly shaved baby face? No, I hadn't gotten that yet. He shaved all his facial hair off. Yeah, he looks like a different person from like ten years ago. That's that's main event Ricochet, I guess. Oh, hey, he got rid of the. I hadn't seen him on main event though. He got rid of the trunks. He had like full on pants now. Yeah, he had pants on last night. So that was rad. Why don't you like the trunks? Because he lost in them a lot, and I'm like, hey, well, you got to lose go with what works. In his pants before what? See, he was losing in pants before that. No, he didn't. He he got his title shot in pants. Yeah, and he came goes. out for that match with Brock and Trunks and squash, and then main event losing on main event. Who's he losing on main event to? Didn't he lose like Eric Young or something? <laughs> no, he wrestled Eric Young. No one, no one's losing to Eric Young on the main roster. It was kind of the same thing, man. Is it really? I'm not saying he's winning by being on main event, but he's, at least he's not losing on main mm. event. Riddick Moss. He lost oh, to yeah, Riddick, Riddick Moss. Moss beat him. Yeah. Yeah, that's still weird. And then R-Truth rolls him up later in Winter Park, Orlando. Yeah, I know. I know. So uh, anyways. Yeah, I know. So uh, Ricochet is isolated for a while. we got to see Garza rip off his pants, which is always great. Oh, man. Another thing. Sorry, I don't know if you mentioned this, but uh, there was a sequence of chops. Where oh, great. It, yeah, it comes it, later. Without the people in that arena, oh, it echoes. It's it so good. Echoes. It's so great. Like they should just lean on all the chops for these matches because, gosh, it makes it so much. Just hearing them, like ring out thunderously through the PC, is fantastic. Somebody sent either me or both of us a uh, oh the slap vi- the slap video. Oh my god, that's good. That was loud. That was loud. It's great stuff. Uh, so Ricochet is isolated for a while until he hits an Insigiri. Frankensteiner gets a tag to Cedric. Garza's into Cedric clears house. It's good to see Cedric on Raw and get some uh, some offense in. Hits a flatliner on Garza, uh, gets a two. Uh, Andre, Andrade runs in later on to break up a pin, and he starts doling out some chops. This is when he's like doling out chops to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, then eats double super kicks from Cedric and Ricochet. Garza goes up top for missile drop kick. Ricochet hits him with a drop kick in midair. We go to commercial, come back. Ricochet has upper hand uh, until Andrade drop toll holds him. Into the corner, follows with the double corner knees. That gets him a two. Cedric is isolated for a while. Uh, Ricochet uh, breaks up a pin, I believe. Tosses Garza out. Takes him out with the tope. Cedric uh, hits a Mishinoku driver on Andrade. Uh, gets a two. Cedric goes for a lumbar check. Uh, Andrade ro- reverses that into a roll-up. Stands up. I don't know if he knocked out Cedric, but he rung his bell with like one of the most vicious-looking back elbows I've ever seen. So you didn't think I, I watched this a couple times and I couldn't tell 
if this was just a, an amazing sell job or if his bell was actually rung because that might play into the finish of the match here. Yes, that's why I thought because the ref is down there counting two pauses and then and then uh, you know hits the three count. Mm-hmm, but yeah. there was an obvious pause, like he thought Cedric was going to kick out. Yeah, no, there totally was. Yeah, he he did he did one, two, and then went and then paused and then sort of tapped his hand and said, "No, that's it. We're done. We're done. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. three because he has to count as a shoot." Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, you go back and you look at the replay and I mean, the, the only angle that I can really see, I mean, Cedric either does a magnificent sell job, which we know he can do. Yeah, totally. totally. He spits though. There is a wad of spit that comes yeah. flying out. And I don't know if wrestlers do that for, I mean, I know that wrestlers do do that for dramatic effect. Yeah, totally. I don't know if that's something that would occur naturally. I just don't know. Well, it could be also be a situation where something that he's prepared to do, uh, uh when he's selling the move does it happens anyway. no that's the process you have to begin before the elbow actually hits you um so the spit's flying and before it even registers how hard he was he maybe he had been hit spit's already in the air yeah yeah you know anyways i mean that's that was a true judas effect there yeah it <laughs> it's was. a one nava three here in uh in chat points out um so the street profits there's some trash talk going on between the street profits they're like hey we just want to congratulate you for the match good job and uh andrade's yelling at them about wanting their championship so the street profits come down the ring uh, a brawl breaks out. Uh, profits clear the ring. They have a match coming up next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that match was against Shane uh, Thorne. Yeah, and Brandon Vink. Yeah. Now we'd seen a lot of Shane Thorne in NXT. Uh, I don't recall seeing Brandon Vink. Uh, Brendan, I think he's on Brendan or Brandon. He's on the house show circuit, and he plays heavily in Evolve too. Mm. I think Gabe had said something like he was up for a, a Evolve title shot uh, WrestleMania weekend. Um, he's a large he's a, dude. He's a big dude. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's always good to see Shane Thorne and how he, he sags his trunks a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like the top of Brendan Vink. Brendan Vink. Brendan Vink. I like Shane Thorne a lot. I think he's really good. Yeah, I like Shane Thorne too. And he he had a good. I mean, this was. I mean, this is essentially a, a squash match, but yeah, more uh, or less. But Thorne, he looks good with whatever he does. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Street Profits picked up the win, as expected. Oh, uh, yeah. Ford gets the pin on uh, Shane Thorne after Spinebuster from Dawkins and a frog splash from himself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it was a good-looking frog splash, too. Um, yeah, tag match, I got, tag matches always feel... They, they're, they're always a bit better than singles matches in the empty arena, mm-hmm. just in general. Mm-hmm. You have more people in there. Like, at exactly. one point, early in that uh, Garza, uh, Garza-Andrade match... Garza was on the apron, like trying to start up a "Let's Go Andrade" chant. Yeah, yeah, uh, which was great because then he looks out in the crowd and is like, "Whatever, there's nobody there. There's just a bunch of LEDs, and they're not going to chant with me." Probably not. After that, Probably we not. had uh, Riddick Moss uh, trucking around town in his suburban Orlando. Yeah, it looked like Winter Park neighborhood, and uh, and he had the twenty four seven title on him, uh, a small like sort of burnt orange. I don't know, Prius or something rolls up to him and it's probably a rental car <laughs> for sure. A rental car. And it's being driven by a referee. And he's like, Hey, get over here. What are you doing? Where is he? Where is he? And then our truth comes out of the trunk, sneaks mm-hmm. out of the trunk, rolls up Riddick Moss to uh, get that 24 seven title back. So obviously 24 seven title is one of those things that might lend itself to some uh, entertainment value at WrestleMania, and that's the direction they want to go. Yeah. Uh, again, because they, you know, they they've done nothing zero 
with Riddick Moss having this 24 seven title, Nothing. except for, you know, job out ricochet to him. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was a wasted opportunity there, I guess. It really was it really was, uh, after that, uh, Shayna Baszler interview. So she's sitting in the ring next to Charlie. Uh, I don't know if they did a little, I think Brian Zane pointed this out, whether it was a forced perspective thing. I know Shayna was sitting up very straight in her chair. She was the idea sit- was to make herself look as as imposing as possible. She was sitting very like abnormally because look, I posted this picture on Twitter. I've interviewed Shayna Baszler before, and she was like the most laid back presence there possibly was. Uh, but no, she obviously. And then if you look down at the chairs, the legs of her chairs were slightly closer to the camera than mm-hmm. Charlie's was. So yeah. there's that forced perspective thing. But no, she was just big dog. And then you look at Charlie and she sort of has a slump. So whoever did that just directed it properly totally. so that totally. Shayna was like. Uh, and this was Dominic a really this was a really man. cool interview. I really like this. I thought it was, yeah, it was good. So Charlie puts over her dominance, all she's done, WB and XT, uh, and then asks Shayna how she'll conduct herself if she becomes champion. And Shayna's like, are you nervous, Charlie? It's mm. OK. I don't bite. Um. And uh, and Charlie says, well, I'm happy you mentioned that because uh, uh, should Becky Lynch expect that level of brutality at WrestleMania? Shayna's answer was great. No, she should just expect to lose. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, that's good stuff. And she's like, all right, Charlie, ask me the question you want to ask. Why do you like destroying things so much? You know, doesn't your your appetite for destruction preclude you from wanting the championship? And she says, no, I want the title because I love to destroy because I know winning that title will destroy Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. And before she really gets on to her next thought, I think Charlie's about to ask her another question. Becky comes behind, bang, attacks her with a chair, hits her a couple times, and just walks out. Yeah. Uh, this could very well be the go-home segment between the two of them. Could be. Which, if you if you, if you plug in the math numbers, which I can do here on my computer, yeah, Shana's going to win that match. Shana's going to win. Yeah, Shana's going to win. Much. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. After that, we had... Uh, oh, by the way, Shayna was wearing a Mike Tyson shirt, who mm-hmm. also had a predilection for biting people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alistair Black versus Leon Ruff. We've seen Leon Ruff before. Yeah. He, he, I think he fought Alistair Black before. He might have. I think that was. I think he was the guy. Because somebody on Twitter, that's why it just triggered it. Somebody on Twitter, I think, said, you know, I want to see the trilogy. <laughs> so, yeah, I think this was the guy before that, that got him. Uh, and I really, I, I really love that they were playing with the idea of sound here. Because Alistair Black starts out and he just sits down and Leon Ruff's like, I don't know how to handle this. And he's like, ref, stand him up. He's like, stand up, Alistair, stand up. He's like, tell him the ref. Can you get him? And the ref says, he's not my opponent. He can do whatever he wants. He's like, you want to attack him? Attack him. He's like, I don't know what to do here. So he goes for the kick. Alistair ducks it, gets up. Leon goes for another kick. He grabs it. Black mass. It's done. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, the silence silence definitely uh, worked. Mm-hmm, uh, totally. For yeah. this match. Yeah. It worked pretty well. Uh, after that, Kevin Owens comes to the ring. He's got something to say. Yeah, it didn't last very long for him, though, because he was. Uh, he said, hey, Seth, uh, just come out here and talk to me, essentially is what he said. And then so Seth obliges and then drops one of the better promos of his entire career. Man, this might have been the promo of his career. And it was really well directed also because the entire time he social distanced himself from Kevin Owens, he, he circles around the ring as he's talking about uh, his role in WWE and how he basically, if it wasn't for him, why are you finger wagging right now? Uh, uh, Leon Ruff did face Aleister Black on main event last week on the 16th. He didn't fight him on. Okay. Who did he fight on raw before? 
because he fought somebody before. I don't know if he's he. I don't know if he's been on Raw. He's been on NXT. He's been on. Was it two hundred five? Uh, it might have been two hundred five. I'm looking through his uh, pro fight DB. Okay, so it was the main. Okay, so it was main it's event. A lot that's, of evolved. Stuff. That's why they want the trilogy. Yeah, this looks like an episode of NXT. Okay. All right. In a tag match, it was himself and Adrian Alanis against the Forgotten Sons. Okay, that sounds right. Uh, so anyway, Seth, uh, he sort of comes down. And this is kind of cool, man. He didn't do the thing where he had to get his entrance in looking at all the all the people that weren't there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so he sort of starts out at the top of the ramp. And as he talks, he walks his way down. Throughout the promo, he walks around the ring. And he says, you know, this PC, it's pretty nice. This is a nice place. Like, you know, Kevin, you talked a lot about how you got your job from this place, from your tryout. He was like, I didn't get that. I didn't get my job from the PC because it wasn't even built yet uh, when I got here. Uh, he, t- he says the PC was built on my blood, sweat, and tears, on my sacrifice. He talks about going to a warehouse to train when he signed and was told everything he did didn't matter. Yeah, everything he did prior to that. Everything he did matter. prior to that didn't matter, yeah. Um, although they they really they hot-shotted Seth as soon as he got there. <laughs> so... Yeah, I think he was FCW champ, maybe, and then he was the first NXT champ, so... Yeah. <laughs> they, they they knew Tyler Black was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, Seth says, uh, I've been rebuilding the system from the ground up since I've signed with WB, and he's been trying to do that on Raw, but Kevin, you keep getting in the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, you won't bow down, you won't follow my lead. Uh, it's an issue. He says, but he circles back around and says, uh, there'd be no performance center, no NXT, no Tommaso Ciampa, no Johnny Gargano. No women's evolution. He even said there'd be no women's evolution without uh, him. No undisputed era without Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also without Seth Rollins, there wouldn't be a Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. And then so Seth asked Owens, why did you pick WrestleMania to make an example of him, given all that I've done at WrestleMania? It lists off accolades, winning uh, a Universal Championship, cashing in, Intercontinental title. Uh, I, I don't remember he mentioned beating Triple H, but that's another he thing did. he's done at WrestleMania. Yeah, um, and then and at one point Kevin tries to interject. He says, "Listen, Seth," and he's like, "No, you listen to me. Just let me finish." And then he just eviscerates him and with this yeah. last bit here. Yeah, he says, uh, uh, "I've done all this, and what have you done, Kevin? Nothing. Were you uh, where were you last year? Oh yeah, you weren't even good enough to make the card." But the way he delivered it was so great. He said, and it was oh. close. It was tight. It was, yeah, they were. Yeah, exactly. Shot. the The camera direction, the TV direction, was really good. He says, "Oh yeah, you weren't even good enough to make the card last year." And it really just sinks in when he says mm-hmm. it like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Seth says, uh, "Here's the thing about me and WrestleMania. Uh, under pressure, Seth Rollins becomes a god." And he says, uh, Kevin, you just don't stand a chance. Yeah, so Kevin Owens totally going to win that match. Yeah, he's totally won that match. <laughs> um, after that, that's going to be that's gonna be a good match. I hope so. That's going to be killer. After that, we got Oscar versus Charlotte at Mania 35. Mm-hmm. Fun match. Yeah, yeah. Really good match. Yeah. And then to close the show, we had Randy Orton come out to the ring to respond to Edge's last man standing match challenge. Um, but he said, first, I need to apologize to your wife, uh, Beth Phoenix. Um, I said that you were a junkie for the crowd when I spoke to her. However, that's not the case, Edge. You're a junkie for your own ego. Adam Copeland is a junkie for Edge. He just said that Edge is a mark for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he uh, admits, yeah, I was handed every opportunity when I first got here because of my last name. 
um, but that doesn't guarantee a Hall of Fame career. Um, talks about Edge referenced Foley about how uh, Foley passed the torch to to both Edge and Orton, and uh, Orton says, "No, it took me uh, getting dropped on thumbtacks, uh, and I stuck. I grabbed that torch from Mick Foley." Um, he says, "The only thing that's ever been handed to me was opportunity, but he's earned everything he's got because he's got grit." To Randy Orton. Grit is longevity in a business that doesn't have any. He's always there, Randy Orton is. He has been for, shoot, 18 years now. He's there every day. Every day. Every day. And uh, he says because of that, by his definition of grit, no, but oh, he says he looks around the locker room every every show, and there's no one in, in there that comes close to everything, accomplishing everything that he's done. Yeah. And he says because of that, no one has as much grit as Randy Orton, including Edge. Um, he says, still, you know, I, I, everything I set up to now has been true. Everything I've done is because I love Edge and his family. But uh, now that Edge has challenged him to this last man standing match, uh, Edge may be writing his story, this story. But at WrestleMania, Randy is going to write the last chapter. He accepts Edge challenge. Match is on. This would have been... Uh... I think out of like in a vacuum, this promo is really, really good. It's just the Seth one stuck with me. Yeah, I know. So, and then on top of that, like I, th- I feel like we had sort of the definitive Edge thing last week, mm-hmm. and they probably could have left it alone. Uh, I mean, just have Orton tweet out, "Yeah, I accept." <laughs> last man standing. Yeah, sure, sure, why yeah, not? sure. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, let's see if there's some questions waiting for us. Uh, we do have questions. Uh, let's see here. Greg Morris. Uh, nobody else in the Discord. What's going on with that? He says, I can't think of a wrestling question today, so turn one movie into a porno, but the cast must stay the same, and you can't say Boogie Nights. Um, the Notebook. I've never actually seen that movie. Neither have I. But I feel like people would want that to go to the next level. All right. Fair enough. Let's see here. Uh, uh, Prince C. Ross, when we get back to normalcy, should either Raw or SmackDown change up their camera setup and place the hard cam facing the stage ramp to give the show a different presentation feel? I'd be a fan of that. Yeah. Yeah. I like seeing the ramp in the background. No, it'd be too weird. Ring of Honor does it that way, man. You don't want to. We're going to get we're gonna get potentially another two or three months of this presentation, and then they're going to go back to the old way of doing things, and it's going to feel weird. Ah, it'll feel like a warm blanket. It'll feel so mm. nice. It'll be like, oh, this is what I remember. Uh, uh, Michael Meigand, uh, what if in order to still have some kind of fan presence WrestleMania, each match had a different sponsored table at ringside, like the time KFC had one at TLC? Only if uh, populating the KFC table was Colonel Sanders. HBK as Colonel Sanders. Obviously. Or, you yes. know, Dolph as Colonel Sanders he's also. Got a, he's got a match probably at WrestleMania. He can't be moonlighting as Colonel Sanders and as Dolph for his match. He's a professional getting paid a nah, lot of money. I'm HBK sure when the match isn't on, he can put on the Colonel Sanders outfit. Well, I'm Larson. saying he physically can. He shouldn't be. He's already got a, perform, a performance to do on the show. He should be concentrating on that. Well, why don't you just let him concentrate on making some of that sweet, sweet sponsorship money, man? You think uh, yeah. HBK got a bonus for that? Yeah. Sure, why? Uh, you think yeah. Dolph got a bonus for that? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I think they'd have sponsorship deals. Why are you trying to uh, keep that dude from making all the money he can? I'm not. I'm not. I'm sure he's he's probably made many hand over fist in WWE. Thomas Dunnigan, speaking of which, how far would Vince push a wrestler named Dick Pound? Could he get deep into a title picture? Deep. So deep. <laughs> he can get the deep ass. He could get balls deep. Balls deep. Uh, here's the thing, though. If Vince had a wrestler named Dick Pound, 
he wouldn't be sniffing the main event. He would be in comedy and celebrity things for the rest of his career. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Because a name would make him laugh just too much. Oh, it's a great Vince seems to think that if you're a comedy wrestler, no way you're a main eventer. Nope. Nope. Uh, Tokyo Dome Hayes, how cheesy will this Boneyard match be? Very. So, yeah, it'll be cheesy, but it might be better. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I mean, it's The Undertaker, and they can film this like in a really cool way. It'll protect The Undertaker's like you know. The physical uh, uh, weaknesses. Maybe. Good. Good. Uh, Alex Foster, should WB add robots and holograms into the crowd for the foreseeable future? Yeah. Just get weird with it. Try one week where you do that. Yeah. Add robots and holograms or holograms of robots. Hey, no, what you do is you get the crowd from the intro to the SmackDown, the opening graphic. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what you do. Why don't you just film like, yeah, just film like in a green screen room. Yeah, and there's that circle Mm -hmm. in the middle of all that and just have the ring in there. There you go, done. But it's like post-Roman's giant fist nuclear thing, so it's all like decimated. And the people are all the souls of the people that died. That's a, if you really watch that, it's a really grim intro. It is, it is. Because at the end, it just, all those people that are there, they get, it's like Terminator 2, the the scene in that. Yeah, when when the nuclear bomb goes off, yeah. It's horrible. It is pretty bad. Uh, Greg Morris and Kayfabe, what is a Boneyard match and what will it actually be? It's going to be a buried alive match. Probably think, in a real a real uh, cemetery. I think the buried ass, there's already a grave dug, but there's a casket in it. <laughs> yeah. So it's casket match and buried alive match. It's both those things. Yeah. Because buried alive is just, you're, there's a hole and you got to put dirt. Yeah, you add the casket, it's a Boneyard match. Because yeah. a buried alive match you can have anywhere. Uh, you can just dig a hole. Whereas, no, a buried alive match was already a hole dug on the on the stage. Usually, that's at least yeah, yeah, yeah. That's already buried. Yeah, there's a hole there. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be in a cemetery. Boneyard <laughs> is buried alive, but you're in a cemetery. But also with a casket, because there's a but casket also with match a casket. separate thing. Yes, David Proc. How do you think the, think the two nights of WrestleMania will be split up? Will there be a SmackDown night and a Raw night, or will the shows be mixed? They'll be mixed. So They'll Alex McCarthy, in that tweet of his, said that they're looking at Shayna uh, and Becky as one of the main events. Oh wow. Um, so, uh, I would think that would probably main event Saturday and then, uh, that probably means Roman Goldberg's going to be main event night too. I think Brock drew is a bigger thing it is, than Roman, but, Goldberg. I, I, but you know, it's, it's Roman and Goldberg and they probably want have high hopes for that. And also I, would they want two raw events main eventing both nights from SmackDown's the Fox show? I just don't know. That's a good point. That's a good, point. I don't know. <clears throat> uh, Wolfpack for life. What superstar past or present would look weird without facial hair? 
feel like Macho Man would look really strange without facial hair. Have you seen like old pictures of him? Yeah, he always look, was had an oddball look to him. Yeah. Uh, Adrian C. Any idea why WB doesn't have any talent in the crowd like AEW did? Does a PC have different restrictions in daily place? Also, do you have an update on the friendo that was uh, diagnosed with coronavirus last week? That was J.S. Wooten, wasn't it? Yeah, he, he said it was several weeks ago that he got the diagnosis, and I believe he's on the mend. Uh, so in terms of why they don't have talent in the crowd, I suspect it's uh, – we sort of talked about this extensively during it's the AEW thing. thing. It's, I think it's it's probably a Vince thing. Like If, if storyline you could motivate it, I think they, pro, they might actually they, – they would have probably done that. But like AEW, like storyline wise, it's super motivated. Like all those characters yeah. cross paths a million times over. Um, then they just have like a different sort of, you know, you've always said that AEW feels like one big show as opposed to Raw or SmackDown, which feels like segments. Yeah. Um, and and that that's just it just it lends itself better to that story storyline. It just wouldn't make Definitely. sense. Like who would be out there? And I you know I also thought Vince would 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 feel like uh, having a handful of people in the crowd whether it be fans or wrestlers uh would make his show feel small uh that could be too yeah uh james fletcher with all of us in lockdown the united kingdom now which wrestlers do you think would cope the best being stuck in their house and who would cope the worst uh i feel like gallus would cope really well because they sit around drink tea they just sit around and drink tea we've seen them do that Mm mm-hmm who would, who would cope the cope? worst? Oh, uh, wild boar. Yeah, because he's a wild. But I like. A, let's just let's just talk about NXT UK guys. Yeah. Uh, what about Jordan Devlin? Is he better inside or outside, or does it matter? I think he would he would he would understand that uh, the necessities of, of doing a lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wild boar though. He's like. Whoa. Yeah. He's like. There's uh, no Mondo. evidence that animals are getting coronavirus. I should be out. It's like. Well, you're just saying that you're a boar. Uh, Mondo Volgare, uh, since Werner Herzog apparently watches WrestleMania every year, I was thinking of what it would be like if they got him to direct it this year to make it more interesting without a crowd. Uh, we kind of got this question, I think, yesterday. Which director would you like to see be given free reign to wreck WrestleMania, and what do you think it would look like? So my Werner answer Herzog's at the time was the, my answer was the Coen brothers. Yeah, mine was uh, Yorgos Lanthimos. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like if I had a power rank, I'd say the Coen Brothers. I'd say Tarantino, because um, he's a very pop culture, you know, tuned in guy. Yeah. Uh, John Waters, another guy. Yeah, who's, that'd be good. He's huge on camp, so yeah. I would say yeah. John Waters. Uh, and then uh, it'd be interesting to see what Stanley Kubrick, had he still, if he was still alive, mm-hmm. would do with. Number one, a live event where he can't. Well, I know they're taping this. They're taping this. Yeah. So, like, could what? he could he do a match within the confines of a day? Well, here's yeah, I know that would be the major thing. Uh, Kubrick always had an appetite for the absurd. Sure. And uh, if 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 you want to give for a second for the sake of discussion, the conspiracy theory some credence. He already has uh, uh, experience shooting stuff probably in one take when when he photographed moon landing. Yeah. Uh, there's also, <laughs> there's also, it. Could you imagine the twenty four seven title being incorporated in something like uh, 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 Doctor Strange Love? That'd be fascinating. I would want to see that. Me too. And oh, by the way, Kubrick did not film the moon landing. That was real. Uh, were you there? No, were I'm you on? The, okay, then. It. Then how do you really know? Yeah, and the Earth is flat too, right? I'm just saying there are questions that could be answered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I grew up and I've been told all this stuff. 
Uh, Matt Field, what storyline going into WrestleMania is, is the most well told with the most careful detail? What's the best built storyline leaning into Mania? So until it was kind of waylaid I'd, by the stuff, I'd say Becky Shayna. Mm-hmm. Although uh, Shayna's promo was really good last night. I just kind of wish Becky had done more with other than just hit her with the chair a couple times. Yeah, I don't know what they had planned had all this stuff not happened. I'm not sure it would have been all that different. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, I would say that they've actually because they've used matches, they've used promos, they've used a, a lot of stuff. They've they've had Becky sort of take on a bit different of a persona, although they've sort of dropped that with, you know, the way things are going now. Um, I don't think they went as far as they could have, perhaps, with the the Rocky Three analogy that I always used to throw out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they yeah. seem to have gotten away from that somewhat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not doing, like, the silly outfits and stuff. I really like that stuff. I thought it was good. I did, I did too. Apparently, that, that uh, semi-truck she pulled up uh, in, what, last week, week before, that was supposed to be her, part of her Mania entrance. Oh, okay. Oh, what a bummer. Yeah. What a bummer. Uh, Gamer Realm. Uh, do you believe the Monday Night Messiah gimmick is slowly killing itself? No, I think that he was actually enhanced last night. Yeah. I, th- I think by and large, they kind of have been spinning their wheels with this storyline, just having a bunch of various tag matches to get to this point. Um, and maybe based on the empty arena stuff, they forced their hand a bit and actually had Seth deliver that kind of promo that probably could have happened. Yeah. But I, I don't know if he could have delivered that promo without circumstances being such as they are where the mania is going to have to be the performance center because that seems to be such a now a vital part of the storyline they 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 kind of inserted over the last couple of weeks so mm-hmm. they yeah they've talked about it quite a bit uh let's see here uh snake sosa says uh we're all building the mania but what happens after off season or carry on as it is now i think that to their best of their ability they're going to carry on as it is now mm-hmm. um they're pre-taping stuff uh, this week, uh, they're going to bank a couple episodes of Raw. I think they're doing the mm-hmm. Raw after Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to have that. And then uh, we'll see. I don't know. Like, uh, I would think that the I, I, there, there's so much discussion right now about what the economy could handle versus not killing people. Uh, and so I don't know. I, I, I would find it difficult to believe that we'd be deep into May before things opened back up. So there wouldn't be that much to uh, to have to deal with in terms of like new content. Yeah, it remains to be seen. Yeah. Remains to be seen. Yep. Uh, any more questions on your end? That's it. Uh, oh, hold on. I'm sorry. There's just two more here in Discord. Uh, Jimmy Thomas, should the Shayna Becky match be like the match Shayna had with Dakota Kai? <clears throat> Which one? They had several matches. I don't know. Uh, uh, FC uh, and then Snake Sosa again. Could a, then a follow up question pre taping? Do you think pre taping, do you think content get better as they plan ahead and not go week to week? Uh, maybe. I mean, it could be a situation where they have to plan a certain number of weeks in advance and it's in the can. You can't really do much about it once it's in the can. So last have night, made changes on the fly. Last night was live. Yes. Uh, I thought there was so if I'm if I recall correctly, Meltzer said something along the lines of they wanted to tape it in advance, but it was fightful. So the turnaround was too short to, to tape it, edit it and then and then get it to changes, USA. Yeah. 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 
Um, but pre-taping stuff, I think that they'll be able to, like, if there's, like, you know, botches in the matches, like we potentially saw last night with that tag match, they'd be able to fix that mm-hmm. with some mm-hmm. editing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, in terms of, are they going to have any revelations that are going to make it, you know, when, when you have the ability to post-produce stuff, you would think that it would, by that very nature, would make the content a bit better. Um, but, uh, if they're going to have any, you know, huge revelations in terms of, wow, this is going to be super exciting now. I kind of doubt that, you know, yeah. it's going to be yeah. like a little bit better versions of what we're getting now. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to adhere to the formula that they've been employing for a while. So yeah, pretty much don't expect uh, anything different. All right. Anyways, that's it for now. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, patrons and YouTube channel members will be back for an ask Steven Larson. So keep your eyes open for your notifications. Yep. yep. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.